social influence. It's not just for the Kardashians anymore. In fact, I have taught many forward-thinking B2B professionals how to build a personal brand and create a presence on social media that advances their careers, showcases their thought leadership, and creates a dynamic relationship that expands their networks. The results I've seen are more sales, bigger wins, collaborative opportunities with a bigger network and really a more dynamic network. So for fun, I've put together a great giveaway for some practical accoutrement to make your social influence life easy. And of course, you can always find great resources for step-by-step guidance and my thoughts on the mindset shift that real social influence requires at littlebirdmarketing.com forward resources. What's included, you ask? Well, first of all, I'm giving away one seat in our game-changing social influence course in 2024. That alone is a $3,000 value. I'm also giving away the book that I love called Social Selling Techniques to Influence Buyers and Changemakers by my friend, Tim Hughes. And my book, Collaboration is the New Competition. It offers practical advice about what it takes for collaborative opportunities that produce those bigger wins. Also, you'll get a Ponderings from the Perch branded podcasting microphone and some wireless headphones. All the kinds of things you need to start building your influence. Best of luck. Don't miss your chance to enter to win this ultimate social influence giveaway. Check out the show notes for the link to enter. And welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I'm Priscilla McKinney, CEO and Mama Bird, here always to give you just a little view into someone else's life, someone who's dynamic, someone who has been there, done that, and is willing to share a little bit about how business and life can be messy, but we can do hard things and we're going to move through it and we're going to do it much better if we do it together. And today's guest is really going to light a fire under you, let me assure you. (laughs) He's got a lot of energy. It's going to be a dynamic conversation. But you will not believe some of the things that this guy has done in the past. So let me give you a little bit of context before we start this absolutely crazy conversation. My guest today is Sean Nason, and he is really known as being an experienced evangelist, and both of those words. (laughs) So it's power packed together, but experience is absolutely what you will be thinking when you walk away from talking with him. And evangelist is just going to happen. You're going to be converted. Let me assure you, he truly believes that the only way to build a sustainable and a thriving business is 100% to put people first. We're going to talk about that today. He is an experienced evangelist, and he loves to build experience ecosystems. We're going to talk about that too. He just unapologetically challenges leaders to blow up outdated siloed systems and rebuild them and get alignment with a human-first approach. He is the former CEO of Offer Health, which is a company that reimagined outdated healthcare models. So he has applied this. And since then, he's moved on. He is the founder and CEO of Mofi. This is where he has just shown to be a total maverick. He is human-obsessed, and they consult with people to help them really 
come up with a way to map this new experience and transform their organization. He is a former Disney Imagineer, chief innovation officer, and founder of the Disruptor League over there. That gave him a proven track record of leading and executing innovative projects that generated significant revenue. So guys, just like I always offer you, it's the creativity, it's the action, and it's the business mind. This has to all come together. So welcome to the show, Sean Nason. Well, thank you. It is great to be here, my friend. <laughs> it was great to meet you. And I've got to tell you, we have uh, Vivek to thank from Question Pro. He put us together and that guy is a wise man. So yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the kinds of introductions he gives me. And he's such a generous person who does put his people first. And so I guess we'd say a big shout out and thank you to him. And in terms of the connection between you and him to me, when you meet his people, it all makes sense because he has absolutely put his people first. And so I really appreciate him putting us together. So Sean, tell my audience a little bit about what you do day to day at Mophie. And then we're going to dive into some really specifics about some mindset shifts and what kinds of ways that we can come at our business and rethink this for just really a much more dynamic outcome. But what are you doing day to day? Yeah, listen, it's pretty simple that we help organizations focus on really organizational transformation by putting the human experience first. And as you mentioned in my bio there, I'm a former Walt Disney Imagineer, worked for Disney for almost seven years. And anyone that knows anything about Disney knows all about experience. And it literally, I tell people this, Priscilla, that I should have never had my very first corporate job at Walt Disney Company because I thought every company worked that way. <laughs> and so, it ruined you. Okay. It ruined me. <laughs> so I've innately seen that. And I sum it down to this, that if you put the human experience first, you will get the numbers you need. And also to let your listeners know, I have a finance background. So when I was actually at Disney, I worked in finance as a Walt Disney Imagineer. I didn't work on the creative side. I worked on the business side, but I got to do the creative stuff because of the way they have built their ecosystem. Yeah, there's so much dynamic about that. And I have a lot of great friends and colleagues who came from Disney and every single one of them talk about their time as such a formative piece of their business, just mindset. I think you get that, you see that vision, you've experienced it. And then even though it's time to move on, you're unwilling to let that dynamic go. And I really do love that. So tell me a little bit about Mophie. Like when you are talking to companies who know that they need a change and change is hard and change is scary, <laughs> but you obviously have very forward thinking leaders approaching you because otherwise they would not be even entertaining this idea. Tell us a little bit about what those conversations sound like. What do those forward-thinking leaders say to you? Yeah, and I love that you actually put it that way, So, because let me say this. I tell people all the time, Sean Mason is a lot. <laughs> and so I am not for every organization. The people that I work with and bring to help organizations, they're not for every organization. So if you're not willing to change mindsets and be that forward thinking, that's why we talk about being maverick minded. 
you have to have a little bit of an edge about you to do what we do. And I think you're that way too. And what you do that you have to be that way. So that conversation becomes really easy. I can typically tell within the first five minutes of meeting somebody and an executive, if this is going to work or not work. Okay. This is so hilarious that you would say this because I am heading out for a CEO summit. And before I am going, they sent out some kind of assessment that they want us to do. And they sent me the predictive index. Guess what I am in the PI? (laughs) I'm the maverick. Yeah. That is so funny. That word would come up the very next day again. And I certainly felt that in the dynamic when we were talking is you like to be that catalyst. You're a hole poker. You're going to go for it and just prod and push until you get to the actual truth. So what are they saying? Because obviously the other side of it is they want to go through the hard thing. But what is pushing them to the hard thing? What's kind of like that chief complaint that they come to you with and they need Mofi to solve for them? Yeah, I think there's two or three. I think employee retention. We've done a lot of work in healthcare. Let's be real. Like we all know what's happening in healthcare today. How do we retain our employees? How do we keep that experience? How do we be stay relevant in business? And how do you grow from where we are today to where we want to go? And then I think the third thing is, I hate to say it this way, but sometimes it's a little bit of helplessness and hopelessness. They feel like they've done everything. They've read all the books. They've done everything they should do, and it's not working. So getting that hope of, I had imagined that my business could be this and thriving, and or the people under me, the leadership, even if they're not the owner, that they have that sense of ownership, that the people under me could feel like this. And it's just, everything is just not working, not coming together. And they don't need more facts, I think. I feel like that's what I hear you saying. They need to bring a little bit more heart into that. And that kind of leads me a little bit to your book, Kiss Your Dragons. And if anybody is listening and you haven't had a chance to read this or grab it on Kindle or grab it and paperback and take it on your next trip, but it's called Kiss Your Dragons, Radical Relationships, Bold Heart Sets, and Changing the World. That is a very big title. But let's talk about that little middle part, that bold heart sets, because some people in leadership have lost their way. It doesn't feel like I love coming in. I love talking to the team. I'm feeling challenged. And it does take, I talk a lot on this podcast about mindsets, but I was very intrigued by this idea of bold heart sets. And I really enjoyed this read. I got to say, Sean, I went through about three years where I felt like maybe I'm ready to give up. And as I said, in the predictive index, I'm a maverick, so I can handle a lot of failure. And I went through several years of very difficult people here. And I almost lost hope that I could create that thing that I dreamt of when I named my legal entity of my company Soul Garden. (laughs) I really wanted this place to be a wonderful place where people could grow. They could have their own aspirations. And that could happen at the same time as the company. But I almost gave up hope there. So tell me about how you bring that heart set? How do you start those conversations with leaders and get them reinvigorated for what you said, that re-engagement to that ultimate vision? Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about this show's sponsor. Hi, Priscilla McKinney here, Mama Bird and CEO at Little Bird Marketing. I'm so excited to announce, finally, my book is out. Collaboration is the new competition. Why the future of work rewards a cross-pollinating hive mind and how not to get left behind. 
So what's the book about? (laughs) The impetus was really about a gap that I saw in the business vernacular about how we need to work together to get ahead and have much bigger wins. I think it's super important right now because there is a growing need for collaboration in the business world. And I made this book super practical. In fact, the chapters tell you how many minutes it's going to take for you to get through them. I know you're busy, but these kinds of ideas are going to, I hope, permeate into your thought process and help you get ahead quicker. The first part of the book is about what is the state of affairs in business and why I believe collaboration is really needed. And it also goes on to explain these are the fundamentals that need to happen so you can have collaboration. So once you set yourself up for the win, then it's not always smooth sailing. And I finished the last half of the book giving you seven different anchors that you can use as a practical tool in order to make sure you stay on course. So in a time when business has never been more complicated, this book offers a fresh and, in my opinion, much needed perspective. It moves away from that idea of linear success and instead brings people together to give you a competitive advantage. Visit PriscillaMcKinney.com for more information. Yeah, listen, thank you for plugging the book. We wrote this in 2020, and it's an easy read. As you said, Priscilla, it's 121 pages and it's a conversation between three people. And we have this realization, and I think it's happening more and more today, that leaders are struggling with how to become authentically their self and lead in an organization. In the book, I talk about the longest journey. There's an old Sioux proverb that says something to the sort of, the longest journey is from your heart to your head. And so... We talk a lot about mindsets. We hear that all the time. You have to have these mindsets, a growth mindset, this mindset to be a leader. But what we've not done, in my opinion, in the business world is said, how does those mindsets then tie to your heart? And we use a whole analogy in the book around the movies, How to Train Your Dragon, where there is Toothless, the dragon, and Hiccup, the young boy, who is a maverick. So when you look at what happened in that movie, Hiccup went against tradition in so many ways, and he friended this dragon. And ultimately, their relationship, as you go through their journey, transforms their whole village, changes the Viking way. So that is what I felt and we felt when we wrote this book with heart sets, is you got to know, too, you got to stay true to your heart. So in the book, we have this little tie back, kissing your dragons, finding your dragons, swarm, unleash your inner fire, being the dragon soaring with your dragons. And it's really this whole concept of, we talk also a lot about tribes. It's deeper than that because I'm Native American. I have a tribe. And in general, we have a lot of commonalities about it. If you think of a dragon swarm, I mean, you can go look it up. If, but the core of a dragon swarm is it's different sizes, it's different colors, it's different looks, it's different behaviors. So I surround myself in this world with people that think different than me, look different than me, act differently than me. Because believe me, we don't need a whole world of Sean Nasons. I take enough crazy. The world doesn't need that. But I have a swarm of people who will challenge me in so many ways. And as leaders and executives, 
I don't understand why people are threatened by that. And so that's where Kiss Your Dragons is leaning in to the fear of that dragon. I think what's interesting when you talk about tribes, you talked about in the book about the swarms, is there isn't a lot of experience, mainly because our culture has, in general, been push your way to the top, get there by yourself. We have a lot of entrepreneurship lore. We really praise the celebrity, the lone climber, the lone ranger, the however you want to do it. It's white snake all over again. Here I go again on my own, <laughs> right? And every once in a while, that anthem rears its ugly head. And I think that there has been good work about tribes and about collaboration within companies. And you and I both see a lot of wonderful leaders who are doing this and embodying this. But it is hard. And you're right, there is a lot of fear. I think that's where you hit the nail on the head. People are afraid of that largely because they haven't experienced that in a positive way. I know for me and my executive team, I'm known to cry a little bit on Monday executive team meeting because I love those guys so much. We're all rowing in the same direction. And that idea of that swarm that will challenge you and be with you through things and just be that witness. But I really enjoyed that three-part conversation. So tell me a little bit more personally how that has been for you at Mophi. What is that from your leadership perspective, not even dealing with helping other <laughs> companies with that heart set, but I know you enough to know that you're practicing what you preach. So tell me about your feeling from your company and how that feels, what emerges that's new, what difficulties you guys have to go through even to stay a part of that tribe. I hate to simplify this, but one of the things I was determined to change in my life was this for executives. You hear the saying all the time, it's lonely on top. That's a choice. You can still be CEO of a company and have amazing relationships. You don't have to be lonely up on top. I want to challenge that. So best piece of advice I ever got in my life were two pieces. One was from my childhood pastor who said to me, Sean, always take the high road. And then one was from my business mentor. And it's pretty simple. He said, always surround yourself with people smarter than you. So how do we do it at Mophie? I make sure to always take the high road. And I always make sure to surround myself with people that's smarter than me. So tell me a little bit about that when you're taking that now, the next step out to your clients. And then you have to get very tactical. You have to move from the heart to say, if I can bring you on this journey <laughs> here, let's then start taking that. And now the executives are all in alignment and this is what we're doing. And we're having this dynamic time. But I think all of us who've been in that executive circle know that there's a very big journey to be taken to bring everybody else in the organization along with you. And not everybody is going to come with you. So tell me a little bit about how you start that conversation of, great, we're all on the same page. You've got your leadership here. We've done the hard work and we're ready to share. We're ready to be a part of a tribe. What's the next step for leaders to start introducing this into their work at large? Again, I tell people I'm not for everybody. And my way is not for everybody. I got to tell you, Sean, this is funny. I said to one of my friends one time, I said, you know what? I'm not for everybody. And it was two of my friends that were there. And one of them looked at me and she goes, yeah, but you're for us. So yeah. I point out, right? Sean, you may not be for everybody, but for that right group, you really are for them. And that's important. <laughs> you just have to draw a line in the sand. Yeah. And you have to say from this moment on, this is how we're going to do it. I've done a lot of turnaround and growth work 
and strategy work with organizations and with executives. And what I just tell them is you have to just say that on this day, this time, this is the new way and we don't talk about the old way anymore. And you have to be comfortable with knowing that you're going to have people who don't want to go on that journey with you. When I went to work for Disney, I didn't have an option of, do I want to do it the Disney way or not? So I went to Disney and I was told, this is the Disney way. If you are okay with this, we welcome you to come in and create magic with us. But if not, we also give you permission to go make magic someplace else. And I think that is where executives and leaders get it wrong. Just because they don't agree with your way, you don't have to become assholes to them and make it unbearable for them. No, have great conversations with them and say, I get it. This is not what you signed up for. How can I help you get to where you need to go? Yeah, that's a very honest conversation. And I think what you're pointing out is it can be done with love as opposed to just being a brutal business experience. But as we close, I want to hear a little bit more personally from Sean Nason about when you were writing Kiss Your Dragons and you guys have a lot of great metaphors in there. Is there one that really anchors you? Is there one that gets you more fired up and you're like, okay, we're going to talk about this today with one of our clients and it really is you know, home base? Yeah, it goes along with exactly what we were just talking about. It's pretty simple in here. In the book, it says, the thing about my message, in parentheses, sermon, is that it doesn't change. This is something that Michael, who is my business partner, has told me many times blows him away. My message is simple, and it has just three points. This is to every executive, to every leader, every person in my life, and it's simple. Be transparent, build radical relationship, and love people. I do not understand at all, Priscilla, how someone can be a leader and not love people. They're saying out there, and you know it very well, people don't leave organizations because of the company or the organization. They leave because of their leader. Don't be the leader that people are leaving the company for. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it is easily said, and I do love that you boil it down because we do need to simplify it. It feels like it's complex, but I think a lot of times when it comes down to that actual care for people, you really only have one problem. You think you have a lot of problems at work, but you probably only have one problem. And I do love that. And it is important to regain that hope, hear from someone. If you have that vision and people don't want to follow it, it is okay to let them go, find a way that they can have an out so that you can surround yourself with people who really you care about and who actually can care for each other. <laughs> and because they've got to participate in that vision, in that entire commitment, 100%. And it does get scary because you do have people who come in and don't want to agree to that. And it feels very complicated, but I love how you break it down and really help leaders say, no, it's not really that complicated. Let's get back to the basics here. If everything is heartbreaking in meetings, we've got a problem and we know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Well, listen, you have to connect with Sean. You can see that he's incredibly approachable. So do find him on LinkedIn. It's Sean, S-H-A-W-N, Nason, N-A-S-O-N. And you can also find their work at mofi.co, and that's M-O-F-I.co. So if you're a maverick, 
That's what we've been talking about. Are you ready to put that thinking, become human obsessed, and actually design your company in a way that you create the experience and the actual environment where that can thrive? Please don't give up hope. (laughs) You really can do it. You can challenge the status quo. You can speak up. You can actually dream big again. So wherever you find yourself in your leadership journey, just know that you can find a tribe who really will help you get back on track with that vision. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. And Vivek, thank you so much for connecting us. So I know with the dynamic of employee experience that Question Pro talks about, and really Question Pro actually helps people with that real data to support these heart efforts. I know that's such a good combination, but definitely check out Kiss Your Dragons, also available on Amazon, Kindle, and paperback. And like I said, just before you head out for your next trip, just grab that paperback because it is a lovely short read. You can get it done on that plane ride. And I know that it will help you just reinvigorate that desire to create something special. So if you're ready to change the world, that's what Sean Nason is all about. So go check him out. Thank you so much, Sean. You're more than welcome. Thank you, Priscilla. From all of the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.